Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Bible's with me to Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew chapter 16. Amen. Matthew 16 verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Thank you for your word, Lord. I pray help me to preach it according to your will. Let the anointing of your word come through powerfully. Amen. And what we've already felt and experienced, God, crescendo to a amen, uh, amen to the souls of people today as we come to the end of this service. Uh, praise God and that souls will be changed and bodies would be healed and lives would be, amen, lifted up, praise God. And minds uh, oh, would be given peace. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody say, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, Revelation. Revelation. Amen. Explorers discover new lands and new cultures and new civilizations. New archaeological and anthropological evidence is uncovered all the time. Amen. Still to this day, people are digging. People are looking. People are searching. The truth is, these things are not new. They're just new to the people that find them. The people, amen, that uncover them, they always were there, amen, waiting to be found, waiting for somebody with the desire and the passion to want to go after and find something that's been hidden, amen. The key words I just used were discover and uncover. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9 said, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Amen. Oh, I know there'll be new technologies and new gizmos and gadgets that people are going to buy for Christmas and give out this year. And there's research and development going on for things that are going to blow our minds and futuristic things. Amen. And advances in science and medicine. However, when it comes to the important foundational principles of life and soul and people, amen, there is really nothing new. Amen. There's just things that are maybe a little bit hidden that need to be uncovered and discovered and revealed to us. Amen. There are a lot of awesome and important things that have been around for a very long time just waiting to be discovered. Just waiting to be uncovered. Just waiting to be unveiled. You see, a revelation is something that's revealed. It's the act and instance of making known something previously unknown or concealed, especially an enlightening or an astonishing disclosure. 
You know, like when you get to, to the end of the game of Clue and you find out that it, after all that time, it was Colonel Mustard in the parlor with the candlestick. That was a revelation. Amen. When somebody finds out later in life that they have a brother or sister that they were never told about and finally get to meet, that's a revelation. Amen. An artist will call all of his or her friends together and family and associates to unveil their new painting. A sculpture will do the same thing with, amen, their statue. Praise God. They'll, they'll uncover it. Amen. They will cover it with a cloth and they'll slowly take it away. And a big reveal and cameras are snapping. Everybody's clapping. Amen. Because something that was covered is now beautifully showing that everybody can see and enjoy. You see, another definition of revelation is something that's revealed by God to humans, an act of revealing or communicating divine truth. And God has so many, amen, important things He wants to reveal to not only us, but to every single human being on earth. He does. But sadly, for various reasons, people have been blinded to the things of God. The devil blinds people's minds Amen. Through their unbelief. 2 Corinthians 4, chapter, 4 verse 3 said, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, which is talking about the devil, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen. That's what we want. We want God to shine. Amen. The light. Take away the darkness. The darkness is holding back the revelation. God wants to shine the light so that we won't be blinded. And we'll see that gospel and we'll obey it. Jesus talked about blind leaders and blind guides leading and guiding blind followers. And they're all going to fall in the ditch of spiritual destruction. Amen. And they think they can see, but they're blind. And yet they're, they're setting themselves up as teachers, authoritative of, of God. I'm telling you, Jesus talked to them in John 9 when Jesus healed that blind young man who was blind from birth. Amen. And they couldn't say nothing about it. They called his parents. They did all all this stuff and they say hey is this guy born blind yes he was and now how, how does he see well he sees because this man jesus told him to put some mud in his eyes and go wash in the pool over there in this town square and he came seeing and they just couldn't believe it and jesus finally told him and said for judgment i am coming to this world that they which see not might see and that they which see might be made blind. Even Jesus, amen, hides things from some people, amen, that don't want it right now, amen. And he, he reveals things to other people. Amen. And verse 40 said, And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said, Are we blind also? And Jesus said, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remaineth. He, wasn't, he stopped talking about literal blindness. Amen. And started talking about spiritual blindness. Praise God. They said, Yeah, we see. We're, Abra we're Abraham's sons. We're, we're from Moses. We don't need you. Well, you're blind. Because you got the Messiah right in front of you. You got, the, you got the Christ right in front of you and you're rejecting him and you want to kill him. That's blindness. Matthew 11 verse 25. At the time 
Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Why did Jesus teach in parables? Because some people, he didn't want them to see it. Because their hearts were hard and they didn't appreciate it. That's like casting your pearl before swine. They're just going to ground them up in the dirt and the mud. Amen. you got to know when, amen, to give it out and when to hold it back. But God wants to open doors and he reveals to babes and he hides to those that don't think... That they need it. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us. Where to believe according to the working of his mighty power. Amen. I want to preach about three things this morning, amen, that God wants to reveal to every person on earth. And the first thing is, He wants to reveal His Word to us, praise God, amen. He wants to get the Bible in our lives, amen, praise God. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, and He who the Son has set free is free indeed, amen. We need the Bible, it's a liberating Bible, it's a liberating book. You're in, you're in a spiritual prison. You need the Word of God. It's the key to get you out. You're chained up. You're bound up. You're overburdened. You need the Word of God to set you free. But it's a revelation, folks. I'm telling you. Why do some people see and some people don't see? Why do you can tell some people until you're blue in the face and they just, I just don't see it. Because they haven't got a revelation yet. A lot of this stuff comes by... Revelation, God unveiling, God shining the spotlight. Amen. There's nothing new in His Word. Been around a long time. The Old Testament's old. The New Testament's old. It's a little newer than the old, but it's old. Everything's old. Amen. I mean, the New Testament's like 2,000 years old. The Old Testament goes all the way back. Amen. To the times of Job, amen. They, you know, did you know that the book of Job is the oldest book in the Bible? Why, how come it's not on the front? Because God wanted to talk about the beginning, amen. The, the five, first five books of the Bible written by Moses are the Pentateuch, amen. And they're not, the, they're not the oldest books, but they talk about the oldest things, amen. But the actual oldest book is Job. Amen. But even Job, there's nothing new from Job all the way to the book of Revelation. From Genesis to Revelation, there's nothing new. Amen. But why don't people see it? Because they need a revelation. Amen. You read the Bible and they don't see it. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So it's been around a long time. And so people look at it. They're ignorant of the wonderful things found in its pages. Psalms 119, 189. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's settled. We're not adding to this word. We're not taking away from this word. Some people might want to write a whole new Bible and throw out the old one and put all a bunch of new words, but I'm not taking that one. I want the real McCoy. Praise God. God has settled it. It's there. It's been around a long time. We just need to pray when we read it and say, God, show me what you want to see in there. I want to see deep down. 
You know, in 1849, that was the gold rush up in Northern California. 1849. That's why the team, the, the team that, that plays in San Francisco is called the San Francisco 49ers. Because those 49ers were the people, they were the first to go and, and go get the gold. And I bet the gold, those first ones, they got there and they could just see it on the top of the, of the in the little shallow banks of the water, in little brooks. They could see it glistening. They were just picking it right up. They were just digging a little bit and they could see it. Amen. But you know what? After a while, after people have been digging and all that stuff, you got to dig further to get some of those big veins of gold. And it takes some people that are tenacious. It takes people that are hungry and thirsty for something more. Amen. Not to give up. And even though, well, I can't, if I can't pick it off the top, I guess it's not for me. No. You want to get some revelation? You want to get some understanding? You got to dig. Praise God. You got to pray. You got to study. You got to come to church and hear the preaching. Hosea 4, 6 said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected God, I will also reject thee. Amen. I don't want to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. He said, my people. He didn't just say the people of the world. He said, my people. Amen. Even the church people sometimes. The people of God are ignorant to some things that they shouldn't be. We need to be the people of the word. Amen. You don't have to be a preacher or a pastor or a minister to get a little bit more into just surface reading of the word. Amen. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Anybody, everybody, just a believer, learn the Bible, read it, look into it. It's our salvation. It's our rev- There's revelation left and right. You know, the, you know, the Bible said in 2 Timothy 3, 7, there would be people ever learning... And never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. That blows my mind. I mean, there's people that devote their lives. They go to Bible school. They search the scriptures. They look, they, they know every anthropological, every archaeological, every you know social sociological thing about the Bible. They know about every coin. They know about every piece of pottery and every this and every discovery and the Dead Sea Scrolls and that discovery and the walls of Jericho and the and and uh, and Sodom and Gomorrah and the things that they started finding here and there, whatever. They can tell you left and right, but you know what? Some of them they can't tell you how to be saved. They're smarter than me when it comes to all this other stuff. They're ever learning, but they never get to the crux of the revelation. Why is that? How can it be? It blows my mind. They're not getting a revelation. They need to be open. We need to be open. Sometimes, amen, we, have, we freeze by degrees. You know, the Bible said many are called and few are chosen, and many are cold and a few are frozen. Amen. And some are statues, and some are this, and some are that. I don't know, but I'm telling you, the Bible tells us all we need to know, and it's, it's as plain as the nose on your face. But there's things hiding in plain sight, and people aren't seeing it. God, open our eyes. Open our eyes. Amen. The Spirit of God moved on the writers of the Bible to have them write exactly what did He want them to write. 2 Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture. 
Second Peter 1.20 said, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. It doesn't matter what I think it is interpreted as. It doesn't matter what you think it's interpreted as. Amen. We want the Bible interpretation. We want the Spirit's interpretation. Amen. And we need the Spirit to reveal it to us. People get in trouble when they try to interpret the Bible their own way. Amen. You've got to have the Spirit to interpret. Amen. You know when you go to a foreign country and you don't know the language, it's, it's handy to have an interpreter with you. Amen. But if they're pulling your leg and they're telling you, yeah, say this to that guy, and you say that and that guy punches you in the face... Because you just, you know, you just said you have a, you know, ugly big nose or something like that. And you were, you thought you were asking, like, where's the, you know, the cookie stand at or whatever. Amen. Right? We need an interpreter. And you know what the interpreter of the Bible is? The Holy Spirit. Praise God. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Amen. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. Oh, no. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. God will give us a revelation through his spirit. Amen. So God reveals his word through his spirit. Amen. And this is another reason why we need to receive the spirit in our life and our heart. The Spirit will give us revelation and illumination and will allow us to see awesome things in His Word that we didn't see before. Psalms 119, 118. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Amen. And that is not only a, a, a scripture in the Bible, but that ought to be a desire and a prayer in the heart of every believer in God. Lord, when I, before, and I like to do it a lot of time before I'm going to read the Bible. Lord, open my eyes. I don't want to read this like I read the Reader's Digest. I don't want to read this like a dime store novel. I don't want to read this like the funny paper, uh, the funnies in the paper. I want to read this as the Holy Word of God. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. It's about seeing what I'm seeing. Amen. I'm talking about revelation. Amen. Luke 24, 45. You think that after, you know, this is after Jesus rose from the dead, right? You think that after three and a half years of right there, one-on-one time with Jesus, those 12, they would have known the Word of God inside and out. They would have had an understanding. But the Bible said, then He opened their understanding that they might understand the Scripture after He rose from the dead. They they understood a lot more than other people because they were right there. They were the 12 close ones to Him. But he gave them an extra understanding. And they didn't even have a Holy Ghost yet. Wait, when they get the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, man, they're really going to understand some things. Amen. The next thing that he wants to reveal to us is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Folks, that's the salvation plan. Amen. The walls of salvation that Pastor Dean was talking about, that's it. Amen. The death, burial, and resurrection. And it's all but what people say. Well, I wonder what that means. I wonder what he's talking about. Amen. I don't want to wonder. I want a revelation. I want an illumination. I want to see exactly what it means. Amen. Death is repentance. Burial is baptism. Amen. Resurrection is Holy Ghost. That's what it is. It's a revelation. But it's got to come from God. Galatians chapter 1 verse 11. But I certify you brethren that the gospel which I preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man neither was I taught it but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
I'm sure somebody, I'm sure Barnabas and some of the other guys when Paul got saved in Acts chapter 9, that they came and they started telling him about, G, about salvation and about what it took. Amen. But God himself showed Paul. You know, when God shows you something, amen, that's much different than with someone else. I know we got to teach it. I know as a pastor, I've got to teach it and show, amen. But when you get, if I tell you about it, that's one thing and it's in the word and you check me. Well, yeah, that ought to be good enough. But when God shows you on your own, amen, that's extra special. And we need more of that going on. God, show me myself. Show me what I need to know. Show me on this. We can't be too proud to change. You know, so many times I hear, well, you know, I believed it this way all my life. I can't change now. Why not? Because then some people would think it would be less of me. Well, that's, that's too bad. Amen. We're talking about eternal life here. We're talking about heaven and hell. Praise God. I, yeah, I, I, I feel bad and I feel maybe embarrassed or whatever that I believe something all my life. Other religions can say that same thing. And then when they're introduced to Jesus... Amen. When you hear about people, they pray to their God. They pray to their God and they were at the wit's end and and their God never answered. And someone said, why don't you try Jesus? Well, I don't know. That's not supposed to be part of my religion. Amen. But I'm desperate. And they called on Jesus and that God answered. Amen. And yes, they got ostracized. They got rejected by their family. But you know what? Jesus is the answer. It's his gospel. You talk about the gate. He's the way, the truth, the life. He's the door. Nobody comes any other way. Amen. We already read that one of the things the devil blinds people to is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's easy to see why. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only saving message on planet earth. And when we obey it in our lives and we're born again, we become part of his church. We become a threat to him. Amen. So he tries everything he can do to blind people and keep them from seeing and experiencing that gospel. Amen. And that's why Paul said, I am not ashamed, Romans 1, 16, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. In other words, everybody. No matter what, where you're from, who you are. I'm not ashamed because I know it's the power of God. I know that's what people need. Amen. I know people that are on drugs need to be delivered of their drug addiction. And, and there's programs for that. And thank God. And alcoholism. And, and, and even, even like a, you know, over-the-counter opioid uh, addictions is going crazy these days. Amen. People just, you know, just kind of just in a lot of pain and, and get hooked on this stuff. Praise God. And I'm telling you, there's all kinds of things and things that God and people have put it out there. But you know what? People need the gospel. People need the Holy Ghost. People need the power of God to be delivered. Amen. The third thing God wants to reveal to us is who He is in relation to Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible did say, great is the mystery of godliness. 
But you know what? Amen. He wants to reveal that mystery to us. Praise God. He wants to give us a clear understanding of who He is. Because the understanding, amen, of who He is impacts a lot of things in our walk with God. Amen. And if we don't have it right, we're not going to be right. Amen. And it can only come from God Himself, this revelation of who He is. Luke 10, 22, Jesus said, All things are delivered to me and my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and no, and who the Father is but the Son, and He to whom the Son will reveal Him. Jesus came to reveal the Father. And He said, I am I'm the Father. Amen. When you see me, you see the Father. Praise God. John 17, 3. Amen. You know, how important is it for the revelation of who Jesus Christ is in relation to God? I'll tell you how important. This is life eternal. That they might know me, thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. That's how important it is. How important it is? It's eternal life. It has to do with your eternal life, understanding who I am in relation to God. Praise God. Jesus said it's so important, it's a matter of eternal life. If we don't already have this revelation, we need to ask God for it now, folks. God answers prayer, even prayers for revelation, even prayers for illumination. we got to pray that prayer. We can't be too proud to pray it. We can't be too whatever to pray it, too stubborn to pray it. Understanding who Jesus is in relation to God has eternal ramifications. It impacts how we pray. It impacts, amen, who we pray to. Amen. It impacts how we baptize. It impacts the emphasis and importance we put on the name of Jesus. It impacts a lot of things. So Jesus had his 12 hanging around him in our text passage. And he said, hey, what's the word on the street? Who do they say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, some say that you're Jeremiah or Isaiah or one of the prophets. And uh, others say you're John the Baptist. Come back to life. That's what Herod thought. King Herod had John because he was tricked by his wife Herodias into beheading John. And he thought, you were the, the reincarnation or, you know, John the Baptist come back from the dead. He said, okay, that's good. Amen. I, 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 I like to hear what other people think. But I want to know on the inside what do you guys think. Because you're my church. You're my people. Amen. And what you think about me is going to have a, the, whether this church is going to be successful or not. Or whether we're going to really... Amen. Storm the gates of hell or not. Praise God. Who do you think that I am? And Peter, in one of his great moments, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're the God manifest in flesh. You're God in human form. And he said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Amen. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Jesus told him, You didn't come up with this understanding because somebody told him you Amen. You, you didn't come up with it all by yourself. God gave you that revelation. And then he went on to say, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let me talk to you about a misconception and a misunderstanding with this verse. Amen. There are many that believe. I don't know if they still do. Some still do. Amen. But in years gone by, many believed, amen, that the rock that the church was built on was Peter. 
Amen. Because Peter answered the question and he said, upon this rock I'll build my church. Amen. But I'm telling you, the church is not built on Peter. You know Peter's name is not Peter? You know his name's Simon? Before he came to Jesus, there was no, his, nobody called him Peter. Did you know that? Well, this is Sunday school stage two here. Amen. Nobody called him Peter because Jesus named him Peter a nickname. Mark 3.16, the Bible said, And Simon, he, Jesus, surnamed or nicknamed Peter. Amen. So Jesus gave that. That's an alias or a nickname. Now the name Peter, because he named John, you know, James and John were brothers. You know when you hear about Peter, James, and John being all the, in the good places? You know, James and John were brothers. And Jesus nicknamed them the sons of thunder. Amen. He surnamed them the sons. So he nicknamed Peter, I mean Simon, Peter. Now Peter in the Greek, it means it's Petros. It means a piece of rock, a stone. You know, like a stone like I would grab and, you know, there's a little body of water. What's a kid do with a stone? You throw it and you skip it across the top. That's what Petros means means the word rock he said he said thou art peter and upon this rock what rock this being peter uh upon this rock i'll build my church the word rock means petra in the greek it means a mass of a rock a mountain amen so the church is not built on a small stone peter the church is built amen not on peter but the this is the revelation what Peter said in the verse before. Amen. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Upon the rock of the revelation that you know who I am, I'm going to build my church. And as long as you have that revelation, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because when I call the name of Jesus... I'm calling on the name of God Almighty. The name of the rock. Praise God. Understanding this revelation is vital for the church to be able to successfully storm the gates of hell and break through them. Amen. So folks, when you have Jesus inside of you, you got a piece of the rock. But you're not the rock. I hope nobody has a God complex because by the, we already talked about by the grace of God, we are what we are. But when I have the rock, Jesus, inside me, I got a piece of the rock. So I'm kind of, my, all of our names are kind of Peter too. Amen. But we are built on the rock. Amen. The Bible said there's no other foundation that can be laid then which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. He's the chief cornerstone. He's, we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. The Bible said the rock that followed them in the wilderness was Christ. Amen. He's my rock, my sword, my shield. Praise the Lord. And we're built on that rock. So when people say, well... Who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Well, uh, some people say you're just a good man. Nope. 
Some people say, you were just a good prophet. Nope. Some people say, you're just one of the angels. Nope. Some people say, you're a liar. Nope. Some people say, you're a lunatic. Nope. Amen. I say, he's the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Amen. Praise God. He said, I and my Father are one. He said, when you see me, you see the Father. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Amen. And the Bible said he was the image of the invisible God. The Bible said he's the fullness of the Godhead, dwells in him. Amen. And the Bible said in Revelation, amen, the one talking in chapter 22 called himself the Almighty. And last time I checked, you can't have more than one Almighty. There's only one, and his name is Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. One throne in heaven, one Almighty, and one name above every name. Praise God. The Bible says He would give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He said He was going to build His church on this powerful revelation of who He is. And any church that is built on this revelation will have the power to overcome and overwhelm the gates of hell. You see, the gates of hell, the, the Satan built those up over the last thousands of years. Amen. When he stole, amen, the, the power and authority from Adam and Eve it was through trickery, amen, and conniving. And so he built up his kingdom. And he's got big walls. And he's got big teeth like a lion. He roars about. And he's got his gates on his kingdom. Amen. And said, yeah, he's daring people to come. And Jesus had a church. That he says, I'm going to build my church. And I don't care how tall he built that wall. I don't care how thick he put those gates. I don't care how big that lock is on that gate. Amen. I don't care how loud he roars. Amen. My church is going to be a battering ram. And we're going to bust through. And we're going to take back territory. We're going to take back souls. We're going to take back the joy He stole from you. The peace He stole from you. Amen. The happiness. Praise the Lord. This revelation will allow us to take back everything that He stole from mankind. It will allow us to take back. Amen. Hallelujah. To back the devil and a kingdom up. And out of our face and out of our way. It will give us authority we need to cast out every spirit. And take dominion over every evil principality and power. Amen. Amen. But we got to have that revelation. You see one of the reasons Jesus came was to give us an understanding. Of who God is. In rela- and, and who he was in relation to God. 1 John chapter 5 verse 20. And we know that the son of God has come. And had given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even in his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Jesus Christ. Amen. An understanding is a revelation. Praise God. Would you stand with me? I couldn't help but read at least one passage of Scripture out of the book of Revelation since I was talking about Revelation. Amen. 
And it's Revelation chapter 3, verse 17. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed that thou the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and notice and anoint thine eyes with eyes to have that thou mayest see so this is the seventh of seven churches that are talked about in the book of revelation and and a lot of people believe that those seven churches are not only talking about seven literal churches of asia minor back in the day that's true also talking about different aspects of the church and each of those uh, sp- uh, things about the churches. That's true. But some people also believe it's a chronological thing. And the last church mentioned is Laodicea, which in the, is in the last days. And the Bible said in the last days, people are going to be increased with goods. They're gonna, we're going to be better off than we've been in a long time. We're going to think we have need of nothing. And we're not even going to realize that we're blind and we're naked and we're poor. Amen. So he said, God, give me a revelation. Let me see myself as I am in your eyes so that I can make the adjustments I need to make. Amen. And he said, I will anoint you, anoint your eyes with eyes that you may see. And verse 20 said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So if we hear that, that knock on the door, our heart, that door is our heart's door. Let's let him in. And say, Lord, when he comes in and sups, that's like sitting down and having a cup of coffee and a piece of pie kind of like. He wants to come in and and fellowship with us and visit with us and and tell us all about it. Lord, show me, amen, what's in my heart. Show me what I need. Amen. Praise God. And when I do that and I get Him in my heart and I make the changes I need to make with His help, praise God, then I have something to look forward to. I got a heaven that's coming my way, praise God. I don't know what it's all about. I read about it. Amen. I try to imagine it. I try to see what it is through my mind's eye. Amen. But the Bible, the closest I can see is the last couple chapters in Revelation and a couple other places as mentioned. But Paul did tell us a little bit about it. He said, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things yea the deep things of God amen and that's where it's at folks the shallow things of God only get us so far amen I only have so much fun in the shallow end of the pool especially me I'm six foot three I'm in three feet of water yay yay (laughs) I can only have so much fun there. If I don't learn how to take care of myself in water over my head, I'm not going to enjoy, you know, having tea party at the bottom of the, down by the drain and thinking I'm cool, blowing bubbles up or whatever. Amen. But you hear what I'm saying? Amen. The deep things of God. The revelations are in the deeper end. 
Amen. We got to launch out in the deep. He told, he told Peter, he said, the reason why you're not catching the fish, you got to launch out in the deep. Get out there. Amen. Get out there where you're, maybe it's a little more risky and maybe it's a little more where you got to depend on God. I'm treading water. I can't touch bottom. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Amen. God doesn't want you to do it. He wants you to have Him do it through you. Praise God. And He wants to give you the revelation so you'll know what to do. Amen. But He's revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Amen. 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 Let's, let's pray. If you want to come to the altar and pray. I pray for a spirit of revelation right now, Lord, to come upon us. Amen. Amen. Especially for the things we talked about. The revelation of your word. The revelation of your gospel. The revelation of who you are. And any other revelation you want to share with us. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.